Welcome to the Vanguard Church Podcast. You're about to hear a sermon from Vanguard Church Central in the heart of Colorado Springs. With every message, it's our prayer that you hear and learn how to live out your faith in real relationship with Jesus and with others. May your faith be strengthened, your hope increased, and your heart inspired to live for Jesus no matter the cost. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. I want to encourage you to share the service today. Uh, I invite you to be a virtual evangelist. This is a fun day. We love anniversary weekend. Uh, 26 years ago, God gave us his blessing to launch out and to become Vanguard, uh, Vanguard Central, Vanguard Tri-Lakes, and temporarily Vanguard Briargate. Uh, and we hope one day to bring that third location back. I want you to think about this statement. The God who created you, he allows a narrative of injustice in your life. You ready for this? The God who created you allows for a narrative of injustice in your life so that he can fulfill his righteous purpose through you. But if you and I fixate on the injustices of our lives, we are going to miss out on the righteous purpose for our existence. And every one of us have somebody in our lives, pardon my frankness, Every one of us have somebody in our lives that we hope they get what's coming to them. Come on now. Yes, you know it. And the question is, can you take your hands off of that, the injustice of your life? Can you take your hands off of those feelings of vengeance that swell up inside of you because of the neglect, the abuse, the injustices of your life? Can you take your hands off of those long enough to say to God Almighty, like Jesus Christ himself said, not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done. See, in 26 years, you got a lot of giants to slay. You got a lot of troubles to get through. You got a lot of trials to walk through. You got a lot of sorrows to grieve. You got a lot of enemies that come against you. And in all of that, what we're going to see today in Ezekiel 25, 26, 27, and 28, we're going to go fast, is that God says to all of Israel's enemies, I'm coming for you. Israel, you don't need to. I'm coming for them. And what we're going to see today is that God is going to come to the rescue of his people. And he is going to address the attackers of their lives. And he is going to, he is going to make all the injustices just. And I want to encourage you. Take your hands off the injustice of your past and put them on your purpose for your future and God will take care of the rest. Amen? I invite you today to take your program, your Bible, or your internet device. Every one of us discover greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world if we take our hands off of the injustices of our lives. 
And I don't know if you know this or not, but God will butt the injustices of your life right up against the righteous purpose for your existence. And you'll get to see it all play out in the same parade at the same time. But you have to be patient. And you have to blindly trust God. That's faith, by the way. Faith is blind trust. I don't see it. I don't understand it. I don't get it. But I will trust you, God. 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 When my mother was killed by a drunk driver 31 years ago tomorrow, I will trust you, God. I will trust you, God, in the sorrow and in the pain and in the confusion and in the darkness and the injustices. I will trust you, God. I will not lash out. I will trust you, God. I will trust you, God. I will trust you, God. How does God avenge the injustices and restore the good life to us? Because that's what we want. We think that all of those adversaries and all of those attackers have taken away the good life that God intended for us. There's no one on this earth that has that kind of power. God has a good life for you. And if you will take your hands off of the injustices of your life, God is going to show you today that he has a good life prepared for you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Look at Ezekiel 25.1. A message from Ammon, or for Ammon. Verse 6, because you, dan- you clapped and danced and cheered with glee at the destruction of my people, I'm going to raise my fist of judgment against you. I'm going to give you as plunder to many nations. I'm going to cut you off from being a nation. I'm going to destroy you completely. You'll know that I am the Lord. You'll know that I am the Lord. Every one of us have someone in our lives, something in our lives, that we're so weary of the injustice. Take your hands off of it. God addresses his people's enemies And every one of us have people like this. How are we to respond? Well, look at what Paul says in Romans 12, 17. Never pay back evil with more evil. Don't ever become what you abhor. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you're honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Never. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I'm going to take, I will take revenge. I'll pay them back, says the Lord. God says, don't settle an old score. Let me do it. Don't settle an old score. Let me do it. Now, God may use government to do that. But listen, individuals are rarely used by God to do this. There are times, there are exceptions. Bless you. God speaks to the enemies of God's people. Look at verse 8. This is what the sovereign Lord says, because the people of Moab have said that Judah is just like all the other nations in the same way. I'm going to bring my judgment down on the Moabites, and then they'll know that I'm the Lord. So how does he take these injustices and bring the good life to us? Number one, he personally settles the unjust scores against us. He personally settles the unjust scores against us. See, God takes the injustices of our lives. You ready? He takes it personally. God is personally involved in the injustice of your life, and he wants you to take your hands off of it and to say, Lord, I will not pursue vengeance. I will trust you. 
Now God confronts their third attacker. Look at verse 14. I'm talking to the people of Edom. I'm going to accomplish this by the hand of my people of Israel. They'll carry out my vengeance with anger, and Edom will know that this vengeance is from me. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. Now, there are times that God uses government to settle injustice. There are times that God uses government to settle injustice. One of, one of the characters in the Good Pastor book that, that's very meaningful to me is Winston Churchill. And by the way, he was not a believer. But guess who got to share the gospel with him, man? I learned this last summer. Billy Graham. Billy Graham made a promise to Winston Churchill, I will never publicly speak of our conversation. But Billy Graham got the opportunity to share the gospel with Winston Churchill. Now, whether or not he ever believed, I don't know. It's a beautiful story. Beautiful story. Beautiful story. One of the reasons that government exists is to deal with unlawfulness. Look at Romans 13.1. Everyone must submit to government authorities. For all authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. They'll be punished. The authorities are God's servants. You say, well, what if they're not Christian? doesn't matter. Do you know what Winston Churchill said when he was a boy? He told his buddy while they were out in a canoe, he said, I had a vision that I would save the world through a great war. That came true. That came true. God doesn't just speak to believers, by the way. He speaks to unbelievers too. He uses all of us to fulfill his purpose. We see that over and over and over again, and especially through government. The authorities are God's servants sent for your good. But if you're doing wrong, of course you should be afraid, for they have the power to punish you. They are God's servants sent for the very purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. So how does he reconcile these injustices and bring the good life to us? Number two, he uses government to, in, to avenge our injustices. He uses government to avenge our injustices. And we have to be patient with that process. And the reality is that, that some governments are extremely corrupt. Verse 15, this is what the sovereign Lord says. The people of Philistia have acted against Judah out of bitter revenge. And somebody say it. And what? Long-standing contempt. See, what was unique about the... Uh, Philistia enemy is that they had a long-standing contempt for God's people. You go, okay, you will more than likely have somebody in your life that has long-standing contempt for you, and you will be so tempted to do something about it. And if you do, you will take away the effectiveness of the righteous purpose that God has for your life. Let the injustice of your life make you hungry for righteousness, not for revenge. Let the, let the injustice of your life make you hungry for righteousness, not for revenge. Say to the Lord, that's not mine to revenge. Lord, produce in me the righteous purpose for which you created me. And give me the grace to press into that. Number three, how does he reconcile these injustices and bring the good life to us? He inflicts those who have long-standing contempt for us. 
He inflicts those who have long-standing contempt for us. Now he's going to speak to this next attacker, Tyre. And here's what he says. He says three things. I'm going to bring many nations against you. And he says it again. I'm going to bring many nations against you. See this in the bold print here, verse 14. He says to Tyre, you'll never be rebuilt. Anybody want to take a guess who annihilated Tyre? By the way, it was God's plan. Does anybody want to take a guess who did it? Seriously, anybody want to guess? Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great. All men and women are under the thumb of the sovereign hand of God. All men and women. And God made a promise through Ezekiel. And he fulfilled it through Alexander the Great. Tyre became annihilated by Alexander the Great. Now, what's interesting about Tyre, and we're going to see this in chapter 27 now and into chapter 28, Tyre is a prototype of a spirit that has existed since the beginning of time. And what we're going to do now is we're going to move from the physical realm into the spiritual realm. And this is what I love about the Bible. We're going to see people today follow Christ in believers' baptism. You're going to see a physical thing happen. But what you don't understand if you don't know Jesus Christ is that this just symbolizes physically something spiritually that's taking place, something that is eternal, something that is absolutely of another world. Look at chapter 27. This message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, sing a funeral song for Tyre. That mighty gateway to the sea, the trading center of the world. Give Tyre this message from the sovereign Lord. You boasted, my beauty's perfect. You extended your boundaries into the sea. Your builders made your beauty perfect. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, give the prince of Tyre this message from the sovereign Lord. In your great pride, you claim, I am a God. I sit on the divine throne in the heart of the sea, but you are only a man and not a God. Though you boast that you're a God, you regard yourself as wiser than Daniel and think no secret is hidden from you. With your wisdom and understanding, you've amassed great wealth, gold, silver for your treasuries. Now look at verse 7. I will now bring against you a foreign army, the terror of the nations. He's talking about Alexander the Great. And you'll die like an outcast at the hand of the foreigners. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. So how does God bring in, take these injustices and bring the good life to us? Number four, you ready? This is, this is masterful by God. He uses our enemies to destroy our enemies. Don't become an evil tool in the hand of this world. Don't lower your righteous spirit to vengeance. Don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. As much as you think it might satisfy your flesh, don't do it. Then this further message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, sing this funeral song for the king of Tyre. Give him this message from the sovereign Lord. You were the model of perfection, full of wisdom, exquisite in beauty. You were, you ready? Oh, Tyre, you were in Eden. 
Talking about the Garden of Eden. The Garden of God. Now what he's saying is, listen, the spirit that was in Tyre, God's saying, I've seen it before. I've seen it before. It's existed since the Garden of Eden. I ordained and anointed you as the mighty angelic guardian. He's talking to Lucifer now. You had access to the holy mountain of God and walked among the stones of fire. Your heart has filled with pride because of all your beauty. You know, all the bifurcated examples of Satan in the world, they're inaccurate. Satan is not ugly. Satan is beautiful. Lucifer was the beautiful angel of heaven. Your wisdom was corrupted by your love of splendor. Wow. So I threw you to the ground and exposed you to the curious gaze of kings. Now, how do we know that this is the devil? Look at Luke 10, 18. Yes, he, Jesus, told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look at Ephesians 6, 12. For we all are not wrestling, fighting against flesh and blood, but against evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. When you come face to face with a demonic presence in your life, it's not because that's the first time they've been in your life. It's the first time you've seen them. There's spirits all around here. There's spirits all around here. There's good spirits. There's evil spirits. You might have brought some of each with you today. You might have brought the spirit of vengeance with you. And I want to give you the spirit of righteousness today. I want you to exchange your desire for revenge and say today, I want the spirit of righteousness. I want righteousness. I take my hands off that. 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 And I say to you today, God, I want your righteousness. I want your righteousness. There are so many evil spirits in this world. You tracking with the lawyer in South Carolina that killed his family? Of course you are. You're not living under a rock. $60,000 a week opiate addiction. Quarter of a million a month. Three million a year. Huh. Lots of unanswered questions. It appears he wanted to get caught. Listen. Sin will take you further than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, cost you more than you'd ever want to pay. If somebody said to him many years ago, I'm sure you're going to start this opiate addiction, you're going to end up killing your own wife and your own son, I'm sure he would have said, you're crazy, you have no idea what you're talking about. Be careful what spirits you welcome into your life because once you welcome them, they have more authority than you. Once you tell them they're welcome in your life, they have more authority than you. You say, well, then how do I get them back out? You ask Jesus to do something about it because he has more authority than them. One of my favorite worship songs, and I don't know if you've ever heard it, the line is, what I fear fears you. 
I love that. What I fear, fears you. So I will worship you. And then what I fear will have to fear the one I worship. And they will have to ask you permission. They will have to ask you permission. So number five, he confronts the true power behind the enemy opposition. I'm going to see that here. He confronts the true power behind the enemy opposition. Look at verse 24. No longer will Israel's scornful neighbors prick and tear at her like briars and thorns, for then they will know that I am the sovereign Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. The people of Israel would again live. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. You might say to yourself, no, no, you don't understand what I've done. No, you don't understand. When you say you don't understand what I've done, it's because you don't understand what Christ has done. You go, yeah, but I already knew that. No, 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 no. It's not about knowing it. It's about living it. It does no good if it's up here. It's when you say, you know what? It's going to make a difference in how I choose to engage the vengeful and the revengeful feelings of my life. We'll live again. For I will gather them from the distant lands where I've scattered them. I'm going to reveal to the nations of the world my holiness. Oh, did you catch that? See, when God moves, everybody knows. Now, there's a whole lot of people that won't acknowledge it. But when God moves, he reveals to the nations. What does he reveal to them? His holiness. His holiness. His otherness. His, his, his different than the rest of us. He's not like us. And they will live safely. Thank you, Lord, in the in Israel and build homes and plant vineyards. One of my favorite Martin Luther quotes is he got so used to the devil visiting him in the night that one night he woke up, rolled over, and saw it was the devil, and he said, oh, it's you again, and went back to sleep. (laughs) Amen. Principle number six. He restores a good life to us. My mama's been gone 31 years, and I've gotten to live a good life. I've gotten to live a good life. This is a good life. Look around. This is a good life. It's a good life. God has been so good. It's been so good. But listen, none of us will escape the injustices of the enemy. Look at what Jesus says, the thief's purpose. What does he want to do? Steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus says, but my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. See, the enemy is going to try to steal all the good of your life. If you'll take your hands off of the spirit of revenge, at his appointed time, he will restore He will restore. He will restore. He will restore the injustices of your life. He promises you that. He promises you that. But you've got to let go of the vengeance. You've got to let go of the vengeance. You've got to take your hands off of it. And and some of us have been white-knuckling for quite some time about how people have mistreated us. 
And at some point, you have to open your hands. You have to open your hands. And you have to say to the Lord, my life is yours. 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 See, and I know you're going to hate me for this. You can hate me later, Cindy, okay? See, Cindy, on Saturday, a week ago yesterday, when your testimony was read after your daughter, years of cancer, we didn't get the result. We didn't get the outcome we were looking for. No parent should have to bury their child. I mean, no child should have to bury their parent, but, but we get that, right? But no parent should have to bury their child. And see, Cindy, wow, I was so moved by your testimony that you gave glory to God in the face of your anger, in the face of your grief, in the face of your sorrow, in the face of your loss, your legacy lives on in me, in us, and in Jessica's children and the generations to come. They will rise up, Cindy, and call you blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed beyond measure. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, this is our family. You're our dad. We're your children. We're yours. And some of us here today have never given our lives to Jesus Christ. Never. Some of us have never said, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart and save me forever. I am yours. I am yours. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. In 26 years, we've seen 3,333 people declare the glory of God's saving power on their lives and follow him in believer's baptism. Today, there'll be three more. But maybe as you watch these testimonies today, Maybe God is moving in your heart and it's time for you to believe. It's time for you to turn and trust him with your eternity. And so I would encourage you today to pray, God, give me the faith to believe in your son, Jesus Christ. And I can assure you, he will. He will. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said, Thanks for listening to the Vanguard Central Podcast. We encourage you to go out and live your faith in real relationship with Jesus and with others. God bless you, friend. See you next time.